So it's almost the end of the year and some of our subscriptions are about to expire. We're gonna test out some new software for this episode. So it may very well be the best episode ever or an audio and video dumpster fire. Welcome to the Believe in Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The weekly show dedicated to helping fantasy managers like you crush your league and bring home multiple championships. Now, your host, Robin Marks. We believe every NBA fan that plays fantasy football should also play fantasy basketball. The holiday season is off and rolling with NFL in full stride and the NBA and NHL hitting mid-season form. BetOnline is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info with up-to-the-minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. BetOnline is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And not just the big four. BetOnline has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that is played from MMA to international soccer. Head to the Bet Online website today and remember to use our promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. The first thing we want to cover is the NBA schedule, give you some information that you need for week seven for fantasy basketball. The big thing, every team plays two games. I know there's some confusion out there. Some of the schedule grids and the, and the NBA schedules are telling you some teams are playing one week. It's, it's wild out there. What you need to know is that every single team is going to play two games. On Monday, we're going to have two games. On Tuesday, we're going to have two games. On Wednesday, we're going to have a big night, 11 games. On Thursday, we're going to have two games. Friday, another huge night, 13 games. Another important note, on Saturday and on Sunday, there will be no games that count towards fantasy basketball. Let me repeat that. On Saturday and Sunday, we will have no games that impact fantasy basketball. The in-season tournament is going down next week, ladies and gentlemen, or this week, whenever whenever you're watching this. Yo, when I tell you, it's going to make things wild wonky. So the championship is going to be played on that Saturday, and we'll have some fun watching that. But that game will not count towards your fantasy Score. So what do you need to really prioritize? You need to prioritize in-season tournament qualifiers. You need to prioritize the teams that are eligible in the West are the Lakers, the Suns, the Kings, and the Pelicans. In the East, the teams you want to take a look at, the Knicks, the Bucks, the Celtics, and the Pacers. Prioritize these in-season tournament qualifiers because they play on the low volume days, the days with two games, the you know, the Monday, the Tuesday, the Thursday. Those are the days where streaming, you'll be able to take advantage of the in-season tournament and quite possibly win your week easily. 
So just make sure you try to get some of those guys. Speaking of picking up guys, here, picking up guys, A-yo. Here are the top five waiver wire targets you need to take a look at for fantasy basketball. The first guy we want to take a look at, really, honestly, like it's so many options, right? You can start thinking about the in-season tournament week. Honestly, it's a couple of ways you can look at it. Some people look at it like, hey, this is a week for us to prep and stash. This is a week for us to kind of, you know, see what we can tuck away and hide for later on because honestly, it's going to be a really wonky and slow week, but you still have a chance to take advantage of some of the opportunities on the waiver wire. So I want you to really pay attention and take a look what we got in store for you. The first player we want to take a look at, the first player we want to take a look at Malik Beasley. So Malik Beasley, over the last seven days, has averaged 38.5 minutes per game. You know what I always say. I always say that if guys get on the floor, if people are getting minutes, if people are getting usage, they will produce in fantasy. So this is a critical stat that some people ignore, right? How, how many minutes are your guys actually getting? So Malik Beasley over the last seven days has averaged 38.5 minutes per game. On the season, he's averaging 29.2 minutes per game, right? Huge increase. Also, over the last seven days, he's averaging 16.3 points, 5.8 rebounds, 1.8 assists, 1.5 steals, and a half for block. Um, on the 12th of December, he went for 16-4-3. and three. On the 30th of November, he went for 19-3-3, played 41 minutes. On the 28th of November, he went for 16-10. and 10. You know what I'm saying? Are you seeing a pattern here? Your man, is he's one of the most coveted waiver wire ads for this in-season tournament week. So if he's available, I would make the move and grab yourself some Malik Beasley. Moving right along, the next player we want to take a look at from the Indianapolis, I'm sorry, from the Indiana... <laughs> Indianapolis. Oh my God. Like on Sundays is wild for me because I'm thinking football. <laughs> but anyway, from the Indiana Pacers, Obi Toppin. Like when I think about Obi Toppin, I think about that, that dunk contest, you know what I'm saying, when he played for the Knicks. But honestly, he was only looked at as kind of like a waiver wire dunk kind of guy. Not really like the most sought after fantasy basketball asset, right? But man, if for this week, for, for, for the in-season tournament, this is the kind of player you want to look at. Over the seven, last seven days, check this out. Obi has averaged 29 minutes per game. 18.7 points per game. 2.7 rebounds. Eh, 2.3 assists. 0.3 steals. And two blocks. Did you hear me? Your man is averaging two blocks a game over... The last seven days. Pay attention. Like Obi Toppin, yo, grab him this week. Again, you want to make sure these teams who are active in the in-season tournament are on your roster. 
The next waiver wire ad we want to take a look at, oh baby, oh baby, man, you 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 see the face, you know you know the name, Jaime Jaquez Jr., aka the new Triple J. Listen, I'm a, I'm gonna tell a quick story on this one because this is something that's super real. So I'm watching summer league this you know this past summer, and I see this guy, and I'm like, yo, he first of all he looks wild old, he looks like a like an older player, kind of reminded me of like just Ricky Rubio off of his swag, not necessarily his playing style. So I'm watching him, and when I tell you, he looked like a man child. If you go back and check out our uh, our draft, our, our mock draft playlist, if you look at the mock drafts that we did at the end of a, a many of our drafts, I was like, grab this guy. Jaime Jaquez. Actually, at the time, I was calling him Jamie Jaquez. I messed up on that. My apologies. But Jaime Jaquez, listen, your man is for real. And honestly, although Jimmy Butler is a force, we all know that Jimmy Butler don't be playing, y'all. He don't be playing. He be like, yo, I got to go sell some coffee. I got to go do my hair. I got a new album with My Chemical Romance. We banging out this emo trap fusion album. Come on, man. Like, where they do that at? Jaime Hawkins is going to take advantage of this. Over the last seven days, he's averaged 31.7 minutes per game. On the season, he's averaging 26.7 minutes per game. This is sustainable, right? Over the last seven, he has 6.3 points per game, four rebounds, 3.3 assists, 1.3 steals. He is filling up the stat line, y'all. He is like like out here like Chris Kringle coming through the daggone chimney, stuffing stockings with nothing but stats. So I'm don't sleep, man. Do not sleep on his brother. On the 2nd of December... 29 minutes, 11 points, 3 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals. On the 30th of November, 24 points. Like, he literally, look at this. He's averaged double digits in scoring. Holy crap. Since the 8th of November, he has scored in double figures, with his highest being 24, 22, and 20. Like, get off of the blow-up mattress. Stop sleeping on my man, Triple J, the new Triple J, man. Who we got next? Let's get it going. Next up, oh my goodness, man. I covered I covered his first game, you know, big up to my NBC Sports fam. I covered it for my team, the NBC Sports team, Roto World Basketball, you already know. Big shout out my man Raph, big shout out my man Noah, big shout out my man Zach. Man, listen. I was I, I didn't know what to expect. I was honestly like, well, Trey, they probably rolled him out slowly, like kind of let him build up. They're not gonna let him get a whole bunch of minutes right now. Man, listen, when I saw, when I saw A that they were giving him the minutes, what did they in that first game he played 22 minutes, right? 18 points, three rebounds, one assist, one steal. They don't have it here on ESPN, but he also dropped a bunch of threes. Off the top of my head, I want to say he dropped four threes. I might have that wrong. It was four three. Anyway, you look at it. Yo, your man is for real. Like he, I think in category league rankings, he's already like in the in the 30s. 
if he is on your waiver wire, he's rostered. Look, he's only rostered in e- on ESPN. He's only rostered in 16.4% of leagues. That is ridiculous. And we know that players on Yahoo are maybe a little more up to speed. I get that. But here on ESPN, if you play on ESPN, chances are he is on your waiver wire. Do not leave him there and let somebody else get him. Because my man Dan Titus from Yahoo was on the show earlier this season. And he said that Trey Murphy third is the poor man's Mikael Bridges. He has that kind of fantasy profile. So do not sleep, y'all. This is a guy that you got to run and go grab. I would say, um, yeah, I would say the first few guys that I shared, I would run out and get them. But season long, my priority season long is this man. Like I have him in a bunch of places and had him on my IR, like wrote it out, sacrifice and held him. And I am really happy with how he looks so far. So let's keep it going. Next up, Al Horford. Al Horford is someone you want to be adding right now for this week seven in-season tournament, you know, debacle that we're about to face with these, these low volume games, the low volume days, like it's going to be really important that you're looking for players who play on those teams. The Lakers, the Suns, the Kings, the Pelicans, the Knicks, the Bucks, the Celtics, and of course the Pacers. So, you know, Al Horford with the arrival of Kristaps Porzingis has not been the same Al Horford that we've known to appreciate and love for years in fantasy. But Porzingis has been banged up and With this in-season tournament about to kick off, Al Horford is going to have tons of value for you. So it's another player that you definitely want to consider grabbing this week to make sure that you're equipped to compete in this tournament. As always, I have a few bonus players that I want to take a look at. As always, I want to take a look at some of these bonus players. So we have Drew Hubanks. Maybe. Duncan Robinson. Maybe. Sadiq Bay. Heck to the no. I'm kind of out on Sadiq Bay, but definitely worth a look in deeper leagues. Jeremy Sohan. Yes. Keontae George. Yes. Here are the top five buy lows that you need to pay attention for. Here are the top five by lows that you need to pay attention to for fantasy basketball. First up, we got Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown is currently on hashtag basketball ranked number 54. Check that out. Averaging 21 points per game, 4.9 rebounds. Like, listen, (laughs) Jalen Brown is not doing it, man. He's not doing it and doing it well. He's doing like, let me get my elbow over here. Jalen Brown is not doing it and doing it well. Jalen Brown is like, kind of like underwhelming in terms of where fantasy managers had him going into this season. So, He's the type of player that you can kind of include in a buy-low offer to bring him back to the squad. 
I think these numbers will come up. He's in the same category right now at 54 for points leagues as Nikola Vucevic, Jaron Jackson, Miles Turner, Pascal Siakam, Cade Cunningham. And a lot of these players, if you think about it, are players that many have been saying they're having a rough start to the season, right? So, excuse me, Pascal Siakam, for example, people had him way higher than 52. Um... Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., he's at 56. So like those players, I think Jalen Brown can have a bounce back. The next player we want to take a look at for buy lows is Ja Morant. So Ja Morant is not on that rankings list yet because he hasn't made his season debut. But he's going to be making that debut pretty soon. So this is like probably week seven might be your last buy low opportunity for John Morant. When he comes out of the gate, I don't think they're going to have a minutes restriction on him. He's like been in the gym waiting for this, right? He's not coming off of an injury. He's coming off of a suspension, right? And he makes bonehead decisions, right? I got nothing but love for, for, for all NBA players. I want them to win, right? Even when they make bonehead decisions, even when they make mistakes, I'm like praying for everybody to do right. But John Morant consistently, habitually, chronically makes knucklehead decisions. He always getting on lives and like, yo, what's up, yo? Uh, got the blinky. Like, come on, my guy. We can't do that anymore. So please, like, if you know John Morant, tell him that the fantasy basketball community loves him. And we want to see him win. But... Something got to change. Something has got to change. So if you can get a buy low on John Morant, this might be your last opportunity to do so. Another player that we're looking at for the buy low that is coming off of an injury is Anthony Simons. He's going to be back any day now. And Anthony Simons is ranked. He only played a couple of games, one game, right? So he's got a ranking. I wouldn't give that any kind of like merit. He only played one game and he hit 18 points. So Anthony Simons, he is one of the centerpieces of the Portland Trailblazers future, right? Him and Scoot Henderson, that's, that's going to be a huge part of everything that they build for the future. That's their backcourt of the future. So if you could buy low on him now, this could be a great opportunity for you to just kind of, you know, see if you can get get in early on someone that could like jump up into the top 30. You know what I'm saying? If he really has a, a good season. Next up, another buy low that we want to take a look at is somebody who's way down here at 107 on hashtag basketball. That is Keegan Murray. Keegan Murray is averaging 12.9 points per game, 6.1 rebounds, 1.9 assists. Listen, it's not pretty. It's not pretty at all, right? So he's somebody that, although we were really high on him, especially with, with his ability to hit three-pointers, you know what I'm saying? Like people were really high on him, especially for category leagues, right? He has underperformed, underwhelmed. He has not been cooking with hot grease. He is cooking with like probably like avocado oil or something like that. It's not good. It's not bacon grease. We're looking for players who are cooking with hot 
bacon grease. Your man is out here cooking with foie gras minerals and stuff. Like, it is it's no good. So, it could be a buy low opportunity. Will he turn it around? I'm not sure. Will he be, is he better than, you know, one, uh, 107? I think so. I think he's a top 100 player. He just hasn't been performing like that in points leagues. So, that's something we got to take a look at. The next player that you should buy low on um, is Walker Kessler. Like, you know that I was high on Walker Kessler. Like, if you have ever heard the sound of my voice, if you have, like, witnessed what we did in the offseason in preparation for this fantasy season, you know that I was on the hilltop telling people to get in on Walker Kessler. I missed on that one. And I raised my hand and I say that. I was right on KD, though. <laughs> you know, some, you, it's give and take, right? I was off on Kessler. But don't look now. But Kessler, in category leagues, this is also hashtag basketball. In category leagues, he is at, currently at, where the heck is he? I thought he was in the 80s. I could be wrong. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see why I got Walker Kessler. Where's Walker Kessler? Okay, okay. So Walker Kessler is not, I, I was mistaken. My, Walker Kessler is not killing it. He's not crushing it. My bad. I don't have his ranking handy. Oh, yes, I do. It's 97. My bad. I had to scroll a little bit because they don't have like a search feature here, which is something that I have on um, on Basketball Monster. There's like you can type the player's name in and then their ranking and everything pops up. But here for Walker Kessler, he's at 97, y'all. Don't look now, but he is in the top 100. Now, is it as high as I had him? No, I'm not there. And will he make it there? Honestly, I don't think so. But if you he was on a waiver wire a little while ago and people scrambled to get him. I think he's going to get up at least top 80, maybe top 70. Maybe if he can like get it together. Let's look at his stats. So Walker Kessler, ugh, 9.2 points per game, 7.9 rebounds. Look at the blocks though. 2.5 blocks per game. That's what we expected from him. So if he could get these rebounds up, and the points up to 10, maybe the rebounds up to 10, I think he'll be okay, you know? So, like, buy low on Walker Kessler, man. Like, I don't give a shit, Sue Puppy. He's better than this. You know, he's going to do better than this. So, see what you can do to grab yourself some Walker Kessler. Here are the top five sell highs you need to pay attention to for fantasy basketball. First up... Jonas Valachunas. Jonas Valachunas is currently number 67. 67 in points leagues rankings, right? So he's averaging 14 points a game, nine rebounds. He's killing. He's doing really well. But I don't know how that's going to look long term. I don't know with CJ McCollum coming back, with Zion finally out of the club and in the game playing, what that's going to look like for Jonas Valachunas. Is he going to be able to maintain the level of value that he has right now? So this could be a sell-high opportunity. Like, I'm not going to hold you. I don't think that I don't think that he's going to maintain his position of 67 with all of these weapons that New Orleans has. So if you can make an offer 
uh, I'm sorry, if you if you um could create a package with him to offer him out to some of your league mates to see if you can bring, let's say, you can get somebody like Harden, Claxton, Miles Turner. Let's see if it's anybody in that 60 range. Uh, I would maybe even trade him for Garland would be a good one, a really good one. Garland right now in points leagues on hashtag is 76. Uh, I'd consider him for uh, for for um for Drew Holiday. I'd consider that. So the, the yeah, maybe even Jalen Williams. So like that. That's the thing. Like he's at 67 now. And somebody, let me let me just talk about this really quick because I had somebody leave me a really good comment about, uh, you know, etiquette in trading. You know, so basically the the point was that sometimes in the content that I create here on this channel, I might give the impression that you should manipulate a situation when making a trade. And while one would call it, one person may call it manipulation. Another person might say it's capitalizing on an opportunity. So, for example, this kind of situation. Listen, fantasy basketball managers, we win at any cost, right? Like, cheating is one thing, right? If you're the league commissioner, you can't go change people's stats. I've seen that happen. If you are in a league with someone who's tanking, you don't want to do uh, a trade that has hints of collusion. I've seen that happen. But when it comes to me framing Valachunas, uh, Jonas Valachunas in a way to my league mate that he is the bomb.com and he's ranked it's me sharing a screenshot that, yo, you see Jonas Valachunas is number 67? Man, that's wild. And Darius Garland is stinking up the place. You got Darius Garland on your team? Man, that's, that sucks. He's having a tough season. Yo, I will actually give you Valachunas, man. I'll help you out. I'll give you Valachunas for Darius Garland. What's up with that? Fantasy managers, there's nothing wrong with having that kind of discourse with your league mates. It's just in fun, right? So for the, I don't remember the the um, community member or the, the viewer who left the comment about that. Just know that that's not a deceitful move. That is just discourse and dialogue around the game that we love, you know what I'm saying? So like, if I'm if I'm somebody's telling me that, I'm like, nah, I'm holding Gar Garland. I see what you're trying to do, Playboy. Like that's okay. Just know, do what you gotta do to win. Just don't cheat. If you need to create narratives around players based on stats, it, real life existing numbers. Then take advantage of that opportunity. It is not deceitful. It is not manipulation. It is merely creating a narrative around existing information. It's up to the person who receives that message to interpret it the way they want to. So I just wanted to make sure I shared that like, yo, Valachunas, like sell high. My next sell high is Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson has just been a little warm lately. Nothing too crazy. But if you have him on your roster, I would try to move him quick because I am not high on Clay Thompson. And Clay, Clay Thompson's whole swag lately has just been a little off. That little interview he did, and that's something we also talk about in this channel, is like the human aspect of fantasy. So like I'm definitely a data guy. I pay attention to the data, and you should pay attention to the data in fantasy basketball as well. However, 
there's something about the human the human aspect of of M- the NBA action that you need to take into account. So the way Clay was talking on this on you know when he was in that pregame interview or whatever, like you need to pay attention to that. So right now, him being a little warm, like producing a little higher than he was before, this could be a great opportunity to you know dump him off to someone else because honestly, his best days are long gone. Love you, Clay, but like for fantasy, I am all the way. Out. Next up, let's take a look at Brooke Lopez, man. Brooke Lopez is a sell high if I ever seen a sell high. He is ranked number 30, 30, 0 in category leagues. He is ranked 30 in category leagues. Y'all, listen. Listen. Shoot. Man, I, oh, these got updated recently. I, I, I think they just got updated. 32, my bad. He's ranked number 32 in category leagues. Is is like, is that sinking in? Like Brooke Lopez, you probably grabbed him late. Like 10th round. <laughs> right? Maybe ninth if you reached. Like people wasn't really checking for Brooke Lopez, even though for the last few years, with him reinventing himself. In Milwaukee, right? He's like, he's like Madonna out here in these streets with the re- he's like share with this reinvention. He is a new player. He can hit threes. He's like one of the, the league leaders in blocks. Yo, your man is averaging who 13.5 points per game and 2.8 blocks per game. Come on, ma. Let me make sure that I got the right column. Three, 2.8 blocks per game? Come on, man. Like, where, where, where they do that at? So, I don't know if he can keep this up. He might be able to keep the blocks up, but the scoring, he's been, like, out of this world. He's hitting 1.93s a game. Like, I don't know if he's going to be able to, to sustain this type of production. So, again... If I could trade Brooke Lopez for Kristaps Chris, Porzingis while he's injured, I'd do it. If I could trade him for Kawhi Leonard, even though you know I'm not a Kawhi Leonard guy, I'm not big on New Balance, right? I'll make that deal. Excuse me. Evan Mobley, make that deal. James Harden, make that deal. Mikael Bridges, I make that deal. DeJounte Murray, make that. Everybody in this area, and again, when you talk to your league mates, especially if you're in a category league, that's how I frame it, depending on your build, right? So if it's someone who has a balanced build or someone who really values and needs blocks, his value probably goes even higher. This is for nine cat. Come on, man. And he's still in the top 100 for, um, for points leagues. You know, he's still in the top 100 for points leagues, right? Let me see if I can check that real quick. Again, I can't search his name. So let me just kind of scroll real quick. Yeah, he's he's number 73 in points leagues. Come on, man. Wow. So even in points leagues, let's check out who's in that area. Jamal Murray, I'll take it. Clint Capella, maybe. Darius Garland, yes. Um, Yeah, like, come on. It's, it's, it's people in that area. In that in that neck of the woods, you know what I'm saying? In the 70s, where you could get, you could trade Brooke Lopez for? Come on, man. I do that every day, all day, and tomorrow. Next up from the New York Knicks, Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson is currently number 32 in points leagues, averaging 24.9 points per game. 
Come on, man. 5.6 assists, one steal. Your man went for 40 the other night. Come on. He dropping 40s like St. Eyes bottles. Old English. Valentine 40s. Like Colt 45. Schlitz malt liquor. The bull. I'm sorry. I went on a 40-ounce binge. I look, look, don't, don't. YouTube, just joking. Just a joke. Just a joke podcast platforms. Just a joke. But what is not a joke is his production. His production is... Eric B and Rakim, I ain't no joke. Like, mm, straight off the daggone, straight off the daggone heater. Like, the the kerosene heater in the living room. Like, your man is cooking with, with bacon grease. Hot bacon grease. I would sell high on him. If I could get somebody like Paul George, mm, Steph Curry, I would even consider maybe even call Anthony Towns. Chet Holmgren, absolutely. I would trade that. I would trade Jalen Brunson in points leagues. I would trade Jalen Brunson for Chet Holmgren, absolutely, with a capital F. Straight cheese. I'm not playing. Like I listen. I mess with, like, I'm all about Chet. Y'all know I'm all about Chet. Mm-mm-mm. Last on this list, Malcolm Brogdon, who is currently actually 60 in points leagues. He's averaging 18. Was that 18.2? Man, your man's averaging 18.2 points per game? Man, let me get a sip of this drink. That is crazy. Your man is averaging 18.2 points per game. One thing that remains true is that when Anthony Simons comes back, your man is going to get put on ice. Ice, ice, baby. Straight up. He not going to get the same kind of burn. It's just a fact. If Simons and Scoot are both um, healthy, your man is going to be like a bench option and most likely because he doesn't really fit into what they're trying to do for the future of the team he might likely find himself on a whole nother squad but right now he is performing at a high high level so this is your opportunity to sell high on Malcolm Brogdon now let's open up the believe in fantasy basketball mailbag the cool thing about this is that Our community members in our Discord will probably have some questions that you have as well. So we're going to just jump right on into this. I'm really excited about seeing what kind of questions we have from our community. So first up, we got my man, uh, my man, Arkaz. Arkaz over here at the top. Arkaz... Let me see over here at the top. I can't really point at it. Well, this is a little there. <laughs> My man Arcas says, should I trade Jason Tatum now or wait for later, considering that he played bad la- this last week? I love the Jason Tatum question. I really do. Because he has underperformed, right? He really has. In points leagues, um, uh, actually, let me just not worry about his rankings right now. So 
For Jason Tatum, he is definitely someone that we had higher hopes for. We believed he would perform on like a top five, top top ten level, and he's outside of the top ten in category and in points leagues um, at the time of recording this episode. I think he'll do better. I don't know how high he'll climb if he'll make it to the top 10, but he might end the season as like, you know, a top 12, top 11 type player, which is still really good and very valuable. So to answer your question, should you trade him now or wait? I think you hold. I don't even think you trade. I think you hold because if you trade him now when he's coming off of a bad week or a bad game, you're going to be selling low. And what we say all the time is we do not sell low. We sell high. Some people do. Some people talk about buying high. Some people talk about selling low. And for me, that's just not in line with my philosophies. Now, buying high in terms of maybe overpaying a little bit for somebody you really want, I'm not against that. But in terms of trading away a player who's like bombing, your first round player, like you're not going to get the value that you want. So I would say no on the trade totally. Not now, and I would give him more time. If he starts taking off, then maybe you can um, sell high when he starts to pick it up. Next up is from SoCal Plug. He says, Steph or Trey? For me, it's pretty easy. I take Steph uh, in most formats, especially points leagues. I'm going Steph. Next up is uh, Bupa. Bupa says, Asar and Jaime Jaquez for Jalen Brunson. I think... Jalen Brunson wins that side pretty easy for me. I love Asar. I love Jaime Jaquez. But if we talk in real, they both really like waiver wire guys that ended up on a roster. Asar, if you did draft him, you drafted him with either your last pick or your second to last pick or your third to last pick. Jaime Jaquez, you did not draft. You got him off of waivers. So don't get in the... Like, listen, don't get hyped up. When people try to throw you two for ones, take your time and take a look at it. Even though these guys have both been performing. Asar had lower minutes in the last couple of games. That's something to pay attention to. And Jaime Hawkins, although I do love him, I speak highly of him, and I would try to get him where I can, I'm not trading Jalen Brunson for these guys. Like, I don't even think I would do a trade with Jalen Brunson if, if one of these guys is in the deal, unless somebody, the other person, was like a second-round player, maybe third round. I'm out on this trade. Next up is from my man Kai. Kai says, Asar Thompson, thoughts? Some reasons uh, getting his minutes stolen by Isaiah Livers. So this is this is good. This is connected, right? So I'm high on Asar Thompson. I'm here in the Atlanta area. My son is a big time OTE fan. Like my son like, I'm thinking about, like, bringing him on. He's 13. I'm thinking about bringing him on to, like, let him cover the OTE segments because he knows that stuff like the back of his hands. So I was watching Asar and Amen last season here on Prime, on you know, Prime Video, like, watching their games, like, getting up on them, Rob Dillingham and, you know, Trey Parker, all of this. So I'm up on OTE. So I'm, I'm a big fan of Asar and Amen. I think Asar coming out this coming out early and averaging a double double was a great sign for him long term, especially for Dynasty. And I imagined that he would continue to have that output because he was performing so well. But when you lose games as a coach and as a coaching staff, you have to take a look at everything. And 
it's not like they're just losing games. They like are getting beat like historic, historic, you know, butt whippings, right? Like they get in Stone Cold Steve Austin can of ass whooping open up on them. Like it's not good. So I think Monty Williams is maybe getting a little bit of pressure. He's got a really big contract, huge contract. So that's something to be mindful of that maybe that is impacting, you know, uh, his decisions with what he's doing with the team. So I'm going to say for Asar, I would hold tight. Continue to monitor. Don't be afraid in the next week or two if you need to drop him and grab someone else to do it, especially if you have an injury somewhere across the league then you have a a, wa- a hot waiver wire ad. Next up, we're going to take a look at this one from my man. Come on, that, that name is crazy, man. Y'all listen, if you're in the Discord, you can change your name for the Discord. You don't have to do all of this. I can't even shout you out properly, my guy. Franz Wagner and Fox are sell high. I think both of them could be considered sell highs, especially Fox. Fox is like top 10, like literally top 10. You know, he's doing his numbers. You know what I'm saying? So I think for a player like De'Aaron Fox, you could probably, if I could leverage him to get, even if I had to add another piece to get somebody like Tyrese Halliburton, because he's a first round player technically right now, De'Aaron Fox, and I could be like, hey, I'll give you De'Aaron Fox. And, you know, a couple other players like Jaime Akez and Asar Thompson. If I could somehow do that, then I would be open to, to doing that. So that's who we got there. Next up, uh, let's take a couple more. This one's from Jackson. Jackson says, what should we do with Paolo? I think you sit tight and you stay patient with Paolo. I think that he is on a young upstart magic team. And the most important thing is they're winning. They are winning games right so i believe that although he's having he's has a bit of inconsistency he's still a young player he's the rookie of the year yes but he's still a young player it's clear to me that the the fantasy option there is franz wagner and i think he will be for years to come just because of the nature of his game it's a very fantasy friendly game and paulo is more of like a scoring points league kind of guy so i think you stay patient with him don't make any hasty decisions Next up, ooh, Brandon Ingram or Kyrie. That's from my man Frozone. I take Kyrie easy. Next up, Gabo, do I drop Keegan Murray? I would I would hold Keegan Murray. I would be a little patient on Keegan Murray. And then the last one is from Harris. She says, what should we do with LaMelo Ball? You hold LaMelo Ball. Don't try to trade him. Put him in your IR and sit patient. He's, he's probably your first round guy. If not, He's probably he's definitely a second round guy that you drafted. Stay patient, don't panic, don't get don't make any hasty decisions, you know, in this season where he's actually banged up, right? He's going to be out for a few weeks, but stay patient and don't make any hasty decisions. Next up, we got a new segment. What we're going to do is we're going to go over the Reddit thread of the week. The Reddit thread of the week. Let's take a look at that really quick. All right. So this one is from, ba- it looks like, Balance Balance Sandler. This was a great thread. I-, I had a chance to take a look at it. And honestly, just like keeping it a stack with y'all, when I'm on Reddit, man, it's, yo, guys be wild. Like talking crazy to each other. And honestly, I'm all for like disagreeing and like having... Uh, you know, 
friendly, respectful debates, but it don't be like that sometimes. Guys be like going at the jugular. Where did you go to school? Did you go to community college? Like, bro, like, chill. Like, take a chill pill. So anyway, my man had a really good one. He says, what has been this year's biggest surprise so far? What has been this year's biggest surprise? And here's some of the options that he gave. He said, Jordan drowning my team pool and his terrible season is a surprise. Asar Thompson's breakout. OG doing bad. Oh, giddy. Giggity. Maxi going off. Jalen Johnson. Lopez keep getting the amount of insane blocks. Before I give my commentary, I want to quickly share what some of the Redditors had to say. The first one comes from the West Remembers. He says his biggest surprise is Keontae George being a bigger, uh, I'm sorry, Keontae George being a better rookie point guard than Scoot, especially for fantasy. He reminds me of Kessler's rookie season just oozing with promise. I think Keontae George is definitely somebody you want to take a look at for dynasty leagues, especially. And in points and category leagues, you got to stay patient. You got to be like, hey, he's going to have some up and downs, especially if you are in a category league. You have to understand that he's going to miss shots. He's going to have turnovers, but he's going to have really big nights. For dynasty, he's somebody that you just need to stay patient with. For dynasty, you have to stay patient with him. And yes, I love that comparison to Kessler because Kessler kind of came out of nowhere last year. Um, so that was really good. Next up is from SVPA3991. He says, Miles Bridges coming back arguably even better after missing a year like he never stopped. Any other player, any other player always been a minutes restriction or competitive conditioning. Let me have a quick sip. My throat is a little dry. So, this is definitely this definitely wasn't a surprise for me because, again, he wasn't injured. He was out for a suspension, very similar to John Morant. So, I didn't think that they were going to have too much of a minutes restriction on him. However, man, the way he's been playing, I, I, didn't, ex I didn't expect that to happen so fast. I thought that he would need a little bit of time to kind of get back into the swing of things, but he picked up where he left off. When he when he left and he was um the last time he played basketball before the suspension and before the incident, the alleged incident I should say, excuse me. He was averaging like 20 and 10. He's a 20 and 10 guy. So for me this wasn't uh that much of a surprise for me because I again I I thought he was going to come out raging. I just didn't think he would be as good as he's been. This is good. This is from Neat Translator. He says the biggest surprise for him was Cam Thomas's newfound consistency. Mm. Cam Thomas is somebody that I was not thinking about, honestly. He had a really good run towards the end of the season last year where there was a bunch of injury. Oh, no, there was the big trade. And when the big trade happened, he got a bunch of run. And then when the new players got there, like Mikel Bridges, they kind of took over and he kind of faded to the back. He must have really made his presence felt in the offseason and in training camp because Jacques Vaughn is, like, giving this young man the keys to the car. He's out here looking like Allen Iverson. He's, like, putting up dirty shots. Like, he's, like, he's like doing Kobe things. Like, he dropping 40. So, for me, I don't – I still have trouble, like, accepting it because, 
I don't have any Cam Thomas stock anywhere. Like, I just missed the boat all the way. So a part of me is like, it ain't real. It ain't real. Like, I ain't messing with that. But, like, the numbers don't lie. Your man is, they have trust in him. And if anybody, any professional scorer, right, an NBA player that knows how to score the ball, if you get that many shots, you're going to average 20-plus a game. I'm just saying. So it, it is surprising, but I think it's the way that the offense is built that, you know, he's able to, to have this kind of consistency because he's getting like 30 shots, like 20, 30 shots. It's wild. So the biggest surprise for me, Chet Holmgren. Oh, my goodness gracious gosh. Like, it's wild. He is in the top 10 for fantasy. No one would have saw that coming. Everyone was so hyped about Victor Webinyama. And again, I'm not so big on, like, the wins and hits and misses, but we were high on Chet on this channel. Go back and check our, our um, preseason uh, content. We were high on Chet. And still remain high on Chet, right? But that's still a surprise to me. I didn't think he would be top 10. I think he, I thought he was going to be just as good as Wemby and maybe give Wemby a run for rookie of the year. He It looks like he is clearly making a statement that he is the guy, you know, and they have similar skill sets. And I know that he was, you know, he didn't play his first year, so he, they're considering him a rookie. But, man, Chet looks like he is the real thing. So that's the biggest surprise to me is that Chet Holmgren is making a run to be this season's SGA. So the way SGA went from like, you know, I'm a fourth round, fifth round guy, and then I'm in the first round. Now he's a first round staple, number one fantasy player in category leagues right now. I think Chet Holmgren is like that type of player, him and Maxie. Let me know in the comments what you think. Do you think it's who is the SGA of this season? And we'll do a whole episode on this if you want. Let me know. SGA or is it, I'm sorry, Chet Holmgren or Tyrese Maxey? Who is the SGA of this season? Man, man, man. But now that you are prepared to dominate in fantasy basketball, make sure you check out our episode about best practices for fantasy basketball trades. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Believe in Fantasy Basketball Podcast with Robin Marks. Join our free Discord community at BelieveInFantasy.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at BelieveInFantasy. This episode was presented to you by BetOnline, where the game starts.